Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. My name is Ashley Bertram, and I feel honored to come back and speak to you all again. Um, I was privileged to speak to you on Mother's Day, and um, we, I was talking with the band in the back before we came out, and they said, you know, you better do better than you did on Mother's Day. And I said, well, it's okay, because if I mess up, I'll just tell people I'm still working on trying not to be a perfectionist. So people will understand. They'll give me a little bit of grace. Um, but I, I think that this series that we're talking about is so awesome. It's called All In. And... Um, this goes right along with what we're doing with our 40 days of renewal. And so um, as you guys can see, um, Pastor Gill and Kelly Dickman are not here this morning. They're still out of town. They are um, experiencing 40 days of renewal. And um, Pastor Gill is really uh, working during this time to pray and to refresh and to ask God for a fresh vis- vision for this church. And um, if you don't know, Pastor Gill's my dad. So I keep, I, I almost said dad there like three times. So, but um, um, but during this 40 days of renewal, we're, all, we're also asking you guys to jump all in with us. And um, if you didn't see already, there is a board out by the Connection Center. And um, on that board, there are still some lines left where you can sign up to, um, to commit to a day to pray, to join the rest of this church body in prayer, not only for my parents, Pastor Gill and Kelly, but um, to pray that God would renew our hearts as a church and to renew your heart uh, during this 40 days. Um, some of you guys have also taken on some extra commitments during these 40 days, maybe something that you want to grow a little bit deeper in your relationship with God, Um, and so you want to work on your spiritual life a little bit, and I myself have done this. Um, I am trying to commit myself for 40 days. I already missed it this morning because I was practicing my sermon, but um, I'm trying to read the Bible before I do anything else in my day. So even before I get up out of bed, before I go do anything, I just reach over kind of sleepily, grab my phone, go to my YouVersion app, and I'll read a couple of chapters of God's Word before I get into my day. And uh, for some of you guys, that has been a routine that you maybe have done for decades, and I'm way behind the ball. Uh, for some of you guys, maybe that sounds like a lot, but I encourage you, if you haven't made a commitment yet, to, uh, to commit to something to just take you one step deeper spiritually with God during these 40 days and just make a commitment to do that. And uh, hopefully the topic that we're talking about today with our All In series will give you um, some ideas of how you can do that. So as you saw on our bumper video, we're talking about All In. And the basic idea behind this series is the idea of devotion. And so we're kind of wondering what would happen if our church went all in, right? What if everybody was thoroughly committed to the mission that Jesus gave us? And we've been asking ourselves these questions. We've been saying, what am I devoted to? And what should I be devoted to? And are they the same things? So last week, um, Josh, Pastor Josh, also my husband, uh, (laughs) talked about Jesus giving us his mission. And, um, His mission is for us to share his love with the entire world. And so we took an aerial view of Acts 2.42, that verse, and we wanted to take a look at how the first members of God's church, after Jesus was there on the earth, attempted to live out fulfilling this mission in their own life. And um, last week we learned the main theme was devotion determines our direction. 
And so over these next couple of weeks, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that verse as we begin to focus on some specific things that the disciples did to follow Jesus' direction. And this week, we're going to start by looking at how we can grow when we are dedicated to the Bible. So let's look at that verse all together. Let's uh, do a, a refresher of this verse. It's Acts 2.42, and it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so that passage talks about several things that the early church was committed to. Um, teaching fellowship with one another, the breaking of bread, which was their way of coming together and experiencing God within a community, and to prayer. And so all of these are ways that they grew together in their spiritual walk. And today we're going to focus on that first one there. We're going to focus on how they committed themselves to the apostles' teaching and how we can follow their example. But if we want to follow their example, we need to know not only what these teachings are, but how to apply them in our own lives. And so that's going to be our main point for the day. We're talking about how we can apply God's word and we will grow. So first things first, um, when we refer to God's word or to, in this verse, the apostles' teaching, what are we talking about? Obviously, they were talking about the apostles' teaching. They were talking about the principles that Jesus shared with them while he was here on the earth. But that doesn't mean that we can only apply the principles that we find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus was teaching, right? Because Jesus affirmed throughout all of his teaching and the things that he said, he affirmed the scriptures that were in the Old Testament. So that means that for us, that we can apply Old Testament principles to our life as well. After Jesus was here on the earth, um, his apostles wrote letters, and that's what we have in Acts through Revelation is their letters. And those letters were based on the principles of Jesus, right, and the principles found in the Old Testament. So we can apply those to our lives as well. So anything that we find within the 66 books of our Bible can be applied in some way and relevant to our life today. Now, it needs to be said here that every sentence that we find in the Bible, we can't just, you know, open our Bible, close our eyes, do the finger point, okay, this is going to be my life verse, and then you read it, and and it makes no sense to you, right? You can't just take one sentence out and say, that's going to definitely apply to my life today. I'm sure that um, some of you have read the Bible before, and you have gotten to a point where you've seen a verse or you've seen a paragraph, and you've been stumped as to how to apply it in your life, right? You look at it. Uh, alone by itself, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. As an example, did you guys know that the Bible actually says more than once there is no God? But we need to look in the larger context. So, so nobody likes to be misquoted, right? Least of all, God. There are plenty of debates that can be started and wrong teachings that can be propagated over just picking one verse out of the Bible and creating a doctrine or creating a series just over one sentence. When I mentioned the phrase earlier and I said there is no God, if we look at it in Scripture, we could see it in its larger context. It says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So you can't just take one phrase out of the Bible and just say, I'm going to apply that to my life, right? You have to look at the broader principle that God has there for us. So the principle here is obviously God telling us to believe in him, believe that there is a God. And so that's what God calls us to do when we take a look at his word the Bible. So let's use the understanding that we are talking about God's word as the principles that he puts there for us. So in case maybe you've never encountered the principles or the message 
of the Bible. And so if you've never encountered it, I want to just tell you what the message is today. You know, we need to look at the broader scope. And in our elementary class, which is usually where I'm teaching in the GCC Kids Elementary, we call that God's big story. So God's big story is this. He created you. He loves you just as you are. And because of that, he sent his son to come and to take the punishment that you deserve. He wants you to make him the leader of your life. And when you do that, he's going to work to create a relationship with you, a relationship that's going to last throughout this lifetime and ultimately when this life is over to last for an eternity. Now, obviously, we can't get into all of what that means here this morning. And all, there's tons of other principles that God has for us in his word. But hopefully you guys will walk away with some tools that I can give you that you will be able to use to really dig deeper, to go all in to God's word and see how we can apply that to our lives. If we apply God's word, then we are going to grow. So we began with the understanding that the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which was the message of Jesus. And unlike any other teaching that had ever been given before or after, Jesus' message was unique because it was in itself a living message. And so recently I have tried myself to uh, bring forth some living things. And uh, this is one of my tomato plants. And uh, I am a very, very novice gardener, okay? And when I say gardener, I don't even mean flowers. I just mean only vegetables. But when I say vegetables, I mean only tomatoes and bell peppers. (laughs) That's the only thing I can try at right now. So maybe gardener is even a little bit of a stretch. Um, I was actually able to kill the one herb that I thought was completely indestructible, my mint plant. I thought there was no way in the world that I could kill that thing. And I went out there this spring and dead. I mean, the root was falling apart. And so I just, I felt like a failure after that. But not being a perfectionist. It's okay. I'll try again. <laughs> but, um, but I have tried so hard, right, to, to make these things grow. And, um, and Jesus knew that people in his day would have the same experience because not only were they gardeners, but they did it for a living, right? Most of those people that he was speaking to were farmers. So that's why in Matthew 13, Jesus tells a story where he compares his message to a seed. And he talks about how the seed can be spread to all different places, and depending on the soil that it lands on, it will either grow and be healthy, or it will die out. And so we see that in this story that the power for growth is actually held inside of the seed itself. The only thing that we can have control over are the external factors, right? The soil, the water, And I cannot make my plants grow. As much as I wanted that mint plant to be alive, I did not care for the external factors, and I cannot now make it grow. There's nothing that I can do when I plant a seed to make it grow besides just cultivate the living power that's already there. So if the message of Jesus is like that, then it's a living message. And so we need to know how can we cultivate that? How can we cultivate that message so that it grows? Well, I'm sure everybody knows someone who's either heard a sermon or read a scripture verse, and yet their life doesn't change at all. That's not because the message of God is somehow inadequate. It's because the message of God was not applied to their life. We're learning today that if we apply God's word, then we are going to grow. There is an awesome passage in James that I want to look at 
today with you, and it gives us some practical advice about how we can apply God's word. It says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and all the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, that passage is kind of long, but we're going to go through it piece by piece today. And talk about it. So at the beginning of the passage, um, it talks about how God's word is planted in us. Just like the story of the farmer who scattered the seed, we see that as soon as we encounter the message of God, it's planted into the soil of our hearts. And we're instructed to humbly accept that message. The beginning of the passage also instructs us to get rid of filth and evil that it says are prevalent. And last week, Josh spoke about the fact that there are always options that the world gives us to be devoted to, right? If devotion determines our direction and we want to be devoted to reading the Bible, we will always have another option of something that could be better. Maybe even a book that is better or a TV show that is better, right? There's always something that we could replace that devotion with. And so those things are prevalent in the world. Now, when I look at my yard and when I look at my garden, I see something that is prevalent. And maybe you guys have seen this as well. But I see weeds. Now, I know it looks like I searched for hours in the Beaver Creek wetlands to find this weed. But I'm ashamed to say it was in my backyard. And um, until, you know, a couple hours ago, that weed was very much alive. And that weed was able to grow even in a bed of rocks that we had in our yard. Okay, so that's where that weed grew. It didn't care what kind of soil I had. And, you know, weeds are like that. They grow no matter what soil is there. I know that if it's super hot this year and our grass gets fried and died, we're going to have weeds, right? And if my garden drowns because of too much rain, I promise you that there will be weeds that will grow up in their place, right? Weeds are going to grow. They're prevalent. They're everywhere. And weeds in our life are going to grow, no matter what the condition of our hearts is. But it takes some cultivating to prepare that soil so that it can grow into something that will produce fruit. Now, We need to get rid of anything that's pulling us away from God. And if you weren't a part of our series called The Gods, I encourage you to go back and to listen to those podcasts because in that series we talk about ways that we can weed things out of our life, things that are trying to steal the place of God, ways that we can weed those out and put God back up in his place. And so let's look at what happens if we continue to allow these weeds to grow, right? Because you might just think, well, can I just do both? I'll try to produce this fruit that God wants and try to apply some of the scripture. But then I kind of want to do some of my own things too. I want to do the things that I think are fun. So let's look at James 1.15. It says, when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. If we don't remove things from our lives that God wants us to take out, it's going to lead to death. 
Now, I've heard of plenty of people that are engaging in things that the Bible would deem morally wrong or even filthy, right? But they say, hey, it's fun, or I don't feel like it's wrong, or I don't feel like it's taking me to a place of death, right? It feels fun. It feels fine. Or I can go back and I'll take care of it later, right? Well, look at this weed, right? I mean, we dug it up last night, and it was, look how long it must have been living, right? Pretty long time, right? So that's, it had life. It had a life of its own, but it wasn't the life that I, the gardener, intended for my garden, right? I want to I wanna garden things that produce fruit, things that produce vegetables, things that are useful to me, right? So I, the creator, did not want that thing to live there, and that's how God is with our hearts. God created us, and he wants his life to be growing inside of our hearts and not the things that we just put there or things that we allow to grow. So don't let a false sense of life mask the fact that what you're really growing in your heart is a weed because not all growth is healthy growth. So now we know that we need to rid the weeds from our life, but let's look at the next step. The next part of this passage in verses 22 through 24, it says, We can't just listen to God's message, right? We have to put it into practice. If we aren't putting it into practice, then we're fooling ourselves into thinking that we're growing when we really aren't. James basically says, if you hear the teachings of Christ and you're not changed by them, then you're like a person who goes, you look in the mirror, you see a huge chunk of spinach in your teeth, and you turn around and you go to a party without ever flossing it out. You wouldn't do that, right? That's not what a mirror is for. Let's look at this guy. What if this guy had looked in the mirror before this photo shoot and had just looked at himself, saw it, and said, okay, I'll take care of that, and then never done anything? Now, what's the first thing you notice when you see this picture? It's the thing in his teeth, right? Did anybody notice that he he was photoshopped without an ear? They photoshopped his ear off, but... The first thing I noticed, maybe the first thing you noticed, was the thing that was in his teeth. And that's like how our life is. If we look into the mirror of God's word and we don't turn around and we don't make the change in our life, it's like us calling attention to that thing. People are going to see it. Other people are going to see that in our life. And we're not going to make the choice to apply God's word and to make that change. The mirror is utterly pointless if we look at it and don't do anything. And if you just listen to the word, then it becomes pointless to your life if you don't apply it, if you don't do the principles that it lays out there for us. It would be like me laying a tomato seed in the middle of a parking lot and expecting it to grow. Even though it has life in itself, if I don't plant that, if I don't cultivate that, if I don't water that, it's not going to grow. It's going to dry up. It's going to die. And so we can use God's word as a mirror, to look intently at what we need to change. And God will change us completely. We also need to make sure that we're doing this consistently. Did you guys know that the average woman looks at her reflection throughout the day at least eight times? Probably, maybe more if you feel like you're having a bad hair day. But we consistently are looking at our reflection to try and make sure that we don't have something in our teeth, that our hair is not flying away, that everything is all in line and looking right. If you know and you have a garden, you know you need to consistently water it. You need to do this consistently. So 
again, that's why I decided for these 40 days to try to make reading the Word of God the first thing that I do, because I struggle with that in my own life, to make it a consistent part of my life. I think, man, I know the principles of God, but I need to consistently go back and look in the mirror and keep trying to determine what God is saying to me in this time. And as I get those principles and I see those and God reveals those to me, I need to apply those so that I can grow. And if you're here, God's word, even if it was just this morning, his scripture, his life has now been planted inside of your heart. And so this verse says to accept that and allow that seed to grow. Now, before we wrap up today, I want to give you some guidelines that you can take with you to help you apply the message of God in your own life. Last week, Josh gave you a great um, alliteration for you to memorize with devotion determines direction. And I am not one to be one-upped. So I brought an acronym or acrostic for you this morning uh, that we can look at, and it is the word seed. So uh, the word seed, we're going to begin with the letter S, and that stands for scripture. So to apply God's word, we must first start with the scripture itself. We can read the stories and the teachings that are found in the Bible to learn what happened, learn what happened in history, what happened, what God says, and we can get that knowledge for us in our heads. And then after reading that scripture, we need to explore a little bit, explore the context, just like the phrase, there is no God, right? We need to read a little bit wider. If it's something that doesn't really make sense or you're not sure if, it, if that's the full principle of God, then, then read the whole chapter or read the whole book. And I encourage you, if you haven't yet, try to set up a system where you're reading the entire Bible and you, you're able to get through it. If it takes one year, if it takes two years, just you can just work on that to get the God's bigger picture of what his message is to us. So if you have Bible study tools or study Bible or other things, maybe on your YouVersion app or something, use those. Use what you have available to you to try to explore what God is saying and what happens. That's the principle when we see, okay, what happens when I'm in this situation? What does God say to someone in this situation? So we see the principle of what happens. The next E is evaluate. So just like we learned in James, we have to evaluate ourselves We have to use the Bible as a mirror to see what's happening in my life that I can apply this principle to. Maybe spend some time talking to God in prayer. And we're going to be talking about prayer a little bit more next week. But we can talk to God. We can talk to other Christians, people who are here in this community of faith with us in this family of the church. And talk to other people. Say, hey, help me evaluate. How how do I apply this principle to my life? And look intently at what we can change. And then the last thing, D for do. So we're learning that if we apply God's word, we're going to grow, right? So the final step is that you have to do the principle that you've learned about. Start implementing it in your life. Decide what will happen, what's going to happen in your life as a result of this principle being revealed to you. And God will reveal things to you. You know, you may think, I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to school for that. Or I I wasn't brought up in church, so I don't know what that is. That's where the prayer part comes in and the evaluate step. You say, God, can you reveal that to me? And that's where the community part comes in, where you go to a trusted person here. You get into a community group or you learn from other Christians to say, hey, how can I apply this to my life? 
And we have a few minutes left here together, but before you start trying to plan how you're going to be first in the kids' checkout line, just hold off just a second. And I want us all to just clear our minds of the next thing that we have to do. And I want to take these next few minutes to apply this, apply what we've even learned here today, and take the opportunity to put this into practice. Now, some of you may have a lot of practice exploring God's Word. Maybe you've been doing it for a long time, and you need to pray that God will give you a fresh set of eyes to look at His Word and how it can be applied to you today. Maybe you have never actually wrestled with the Word of God on your own. Maybe you've never opened it up by yourself or done that. Or maybe you haven't done it in a really long time. But I encourage you today to do that. If you have your Bible with you or your version smartphone app, you can go ahead and, and get that out. And what we want you to do is, is start to just really get these, these verses. Pick one of these verses or maybe another verse that God has laid on your heart and just start to really meditate on it. And we're not going to have a time probably for you to get through the whole seed <laughs> um, thing this morning. Not able to do all of those in the few minutes we have left, but... Um, I want you just to look up one of these verses. And if you are a parent of preschool, elementary, middle, or high school student, I put some verses up there that are either their memory verse for the month or um, a topic that they're talking about. So if you're interested in looking a little deeper into those, you will have a chance to do that. And uh, if you don't have your Bible or a smartphone app or anything with you here this morning, that's totally fine. Just take this time as, um, as Charlie sings this song. And take this time to ask God, maybe some weeds that are in your life that he can help you weed out. Maybe some things that you even heard this morning that, that God can help you to apply so you can cultivate that seed and allow it to grow. I want you to pick a scripture and see what happens. Then explore the surrounding verses to determine what happens with God. Then we need to evaluate what is happening in our own life that we can apply this principle to and decide what will happen as we go out and we do that principle. So this morning, apply God's word, and God promises that he will help you to grow. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web www.gracecrossingchurch.net We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.